Blog Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing. Share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi. and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, we are Grand Rising. On behalf of our team of radio it is colder in Florida, but that's in okay. Japan, I have my long sleeves on. Korea. I'm gonna Welcome to our global thing right now because blog talk is going. Welcome a few global. In Spain. Hola. In Italy, ciao. In Egypt, Athen Wasalan. In Ghana, Akwaba. In Nigeria, Peleo. In South Africa, Saobona. In Senegal, Nangadef. In Kenya, Jambo. In Israel, Shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, Assalamu Alaikum. Greetings, and may peace be upon you all. I greet my yogi friends this morning. Namaste and Satnam. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Bienvenido. And we have a great show for you today. Lots of, lots of good information to help you take charge of your health. But I want to bring in my uh, YouTube uh, family of cows and horses because um, that's how I ended up in this beautiful space that I'm in with a tiny, small space that gives me just enough room to visit my global friends and do what I do, yoga. And this is my introductory uh, video that I created just for uh, my space here. Let's see if I can see. Just for the space. Uh, introducing you to the tiny house village living. This is a space of no stress. I have no stress in this place. And so I'm always very grateful to come to you with just full of joy right now because my life is so stress-free. 
And if I can just pull up my YouTube, um, my final, uh, my YouTube for my tiny house, I want to just always share that at the beginning of my show. And I, I was rushed this morning, so I didn't have it pulled up, but it's here. So we're going to just share that. Because this is a lifestyle that has brought me debt-free living, travel. I've been to Cuba this year. Uh, I've been able to travel more because I don't have all the expenses uh, that most people have uh, in their for their home. So I just want to share my introduction so we can get rocking and rolling. Uh, with this morning's joint rolling, and then we're going to play some time for healing uh, for you. All right, so let's do some. presentation of my life over the last eh, five years or so that brought me into this 320 square feet of space and allows me to do research and present to you the best information about your health and well-being. So thank you, thank you for being here this morning and later on in the day. And whenever you're watching this, I pray that you will be inspired to downsize, mineralize, and create for yourself a life of no stress. And that's what I have in my life today. So thank you for being here with me. We want to get busy uh, uh, rolling some joints here. That's what we do every Friday morning. I'm trying to keep the sun out of the way, but I guess it's just going to be there. And I'll just sit back and relax. How about that? And you just have you'll see the sun coming. I, these are my new doors that have these great windows that bring the sun in, but it's just kind of annoying on Friday mornings. <laughs> I usually cover those windows up, but I haven't had time to do that. So welcome. Let's do some joint rolling. That's why you're here. Why do we do joint rolling? I always like to share um, this part of why we do joint rolling because as you get older. These joints can get stiff, 
if you're not moving them all the time, they're going to get stiff because the body is meant to move and go and do things. So this joint rolling can be done first thing in the morning while you're in bed. We want you to do this before you get out of bed to fly first love yourself. This is a fly session so that you improve your circulation, you stimulate your um, lymphatic system. That's the system that is dumping. You have lymphatic glands all over that get clogged because you don't move the body enough. And when you do this joint rolling, it it releases the toxins in the body. It dumps the toxins in your kidneys. And your kidneys filter out all that junk. And then your your bladder, if you've been rolling joints, everything is functioning together, harmonizing. And everything will, and then circulation, lymphatic, and right now, especially your immune system. And, and our show today is going to show you how uh, the FDA is working to in some ways interfere with your choice to improve this whole system. And in some ways they're doing what they should have done years ago by not allowing drugs into our society that actually brings more side effects and more symptoms in the body that inhibit or interfere with your circulation, your immune system, and your lymphatic system. So. That is why we do joint rolling. So we're going to put on some wonderful music, The Sounds of Blackness. Welcome, everybody, at Blog Talk Radio. So far, we're kicking it. We're rolling. And I pray that you can hear me okay. Uh, And if anything goes wrong in Blog Talk, listen, you can always move over to YouTube and Facebook Live. Facebook Live slash Viata, V-I-Y-A-H-T-A, will put you on my Soul Purpose Healing page. And I also have a a live going on my personal page, which is Viata or Vieta. And then YouTube's working really well. I haven't done any any uh, law-breaking things. So YouTube is rolling as far as I know. If you can uh, give me a comment, I always love to hear see your comments in Facebook Live and YouTube to let me know you're there and I just feel better. And so let's do some joint rolling, starting with breath. We're going to breathe in right now. Let's just do some breath work together. Breathing in through the nose, through the nose and out through the nose. Breathe in, through the nose, through the nose, and out through the nose. Inhale, and exhale. Now that's the pump that makes everything work in your body better. That breathing in and breathing out is what will get you out of a stressful situation, will get you out of a fearful situation because You put your attention on worship. The breath in and out is a worship process. So do that whenever you feel tired, whenever you feel stressed, uh, just don't know what to do, just take a breath, breathe in and out. And so we want you to keep that going while we roll these joints. Whether you're in a wheelchair or not, you can roll your joints. If you're in a wheelchair, you can roll your neck with us, your head, rather. We're rolling our head around. You can roll your shoulders. 
You can roll your elbows. You can roll your wrists. And you can, if you're in a wheelchair, even if your legs don't work well, hopefully you can roll your ankles around. You don't have to. Even if you don't roll your, your whole leg around and you don't get the, the all the hip uh, lubrication, if you're rolling your ankles and your knees, you're going to get some movement in there that will help the body to heal. So I'm going to put on my one of my favorite songs, Time for Healing by the Sounds of Blackness, and let's just pray that everything's going to work just perfectly.
going to get the same effect because that those hip muscles are being stimulated, the hip bones getting some nourishment, lifting, 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 lifting those legs, and let's bring the knees to the chest, rock side to side, massaging your spinal cord, give that spinal cord some love. Breathing in, breathing in, breathing in. And let's just rub, if you can, rub your feet, bottom of your feet together, hands activating those meridians in the body. Breathing in, breathing in, warming up, warming up the body, warming up the body. Feet motivated, feet moving. And let's roll over, push up. And wow, that went fast. Give yourself a hand. And let's rub those hands together one more time. Warm up the hands, warm up the hands so we can give our vagus nerve some love. Place those hands behind the back and squeeze and release. Squeeze and release. Breathe in, squeeze, and exhale. Breathe in, breathe in, breathe in, squeeze, and exhale. 
Breathe in, breathe in, breathe in. Squeeze and trying to keep the sun out. There. Okay. Breathe in, breathe in, breathe in, and release. Now let's just pat down the arm. Your skin is the largest external organ, and it needs some attention, mostly to be touched. Just touch the skin. Touch under the um, the gland, lymphatic glands under here need to be massaged because if they get clogged, can cause some problems in the body. So let's just pat down the arms, hand, heart, pat down those arms, massage under the arms, and that it should be a pit, not a puff. You don't want any puffiness under there that shows your glands are clogged. So let's pat that down. This, your thymus gland is right here. That's so important to keep that healthy and stimulated during the winter months because that's your immune system. Make sure you massage around the breast. Keep them clogged free. You don't want any cancer developed. You don't want any stiffness or pain mainly. That's why you massage around there. And down here where your microbiome community is doing the work of your army, Make sure you massage around the navel, give it a pat, going all the way back to the kidneys that are working to filter all that, your kidneys are filtering all that uh, toxins you dumped from your lymphatic system. So love, love, love on your kidneys and your adrenal glands. Thank your kidneys. Thank you, kidneys. Thank you, kidneys. Thank you, body. Deep breath in, deep breath in, and exhale. Deep breath in, and exhale. Deep breath in, one more time. Deep breath in, hold it, hold it. Deeper, 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 deeper. And exhale. How is that feeling? How are you feeling? Let me know how you're feeling after you do your joint rolling. Maybe we can make some tweaks in there for you that will help you feel even greater. So we are ready uh, to go back to my studio, and I'll show you a little bit of my ceiling there where I have all these beautiful plants winding around. And we get back in here with my dad my and my best my greatest, my most popular ancestor right there behind me is my father, and that's the cover of his book, uh, Football and Beyond, Sherman J. Howard. We wrote that book together several years ago before he transitioned, thank good. And it took me six years to get all the information from that book. My dad was in Chicago. I was in Florida. We talked a lot on the phone. We went up there, met with a recorder to start it, and for six years I was pulling information out of him about his incredible life as a an athlete. Incredible life as an athlete to begin with the, the Cleveland Browns, New York football team, and then he became a coach in high school, and then uh, for 30-some years, and three wives later, he became a father at a late age, uh, has one son and three daughters. So he's my inspiration. He was an athlete in his young life, and he taught me and his two daughters how to take care of our bodies. So we're doing that today. I'm his legacy, living legacy, 
taking the best care of my body in my late 60s. Grateful, grateful to be here and share all this information I have for you today. Oh, my goodness. I received or I picked up this uh, magazine called Natural Awakening. Here it is. Here's one of them. This is a, a local magazine. In fact, it's all, I think it's probably all over the country because it's a uh, subsidiary or it's a, um, a type of magazine people can buy. And so I saw cold medicine found not to work. I thought, whoa, let me read that. Because most people depend on cold, when they get uh, runny nose, uh, thank you. There's Naima. Good morning, beautiful. Yes, we can hear you clearly on blog. Yay, hallelujah. We've been having, well, you know, there's a magnetic interference going on from the sun. So I attribute that to our problems with blog talk in the past. But we're moving forward with a positive, optimistic viewpoint on everything. So getting back to my uh, article here. Cold medicine found not to work. How many of you, I'm curious, go to over-the-counter drugs when you start having symptoms in your body that say you have a cold or a flu? And we're going to talk about that. We got, I got some experts coming on uh, that are going to tell you exactly what's going on with the drugs. But it, let me just read some of this article that got my attention, and I wanted to know more about it, and that's why I'm sharing it with you, because knowledge is power. So a U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, advisory panel voted unanimously, thank goodness for the FDA's unanimous, they're agreeing on something here, because we have no agreement about wars and things like that, but the FDA, the Fraudulent Department Drug Administration, agreed on unanimously a panel that oral phenylephrine was not effective in unblocking sinuses and clearing stuffy noses. The drug has been in use for nearly a century. Can you believe that? And now they're saying it's not effective. Whoa, this is a good thing. This is good news. Century and is an ingredient in more than 200 over-the-counter decongestant. You're all congested. Drugstores have begun removing these products from the shelf. The decision by the FDA was the result of decades of research and an unwavering commitment by two University of Florida, go Florida, go Florida, pharmaceutical or pharmacists to remove decongestants from the market that contained an ingredient that was no better than a placebo. How about that? So really what happened is you go to the drugstore, you take cold medicine, fights decongestant, fights fever, blah, 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 blah. And you buy into it. We buy into it instead of taking a more natural approach. So I want to dig into this phenylephrine, whatever, how do you pronounce it, because I think we need to know more about this than what they're telling us. Why for a whole century were they putting something on in in a product that wasn't working. Can we can we understand this a little bit better? 
So here's a little clip about why decongestants are dangerous, first of all. Uh, And then uh, we'll go into some other questions from doctors about RSV, which is a respiratory people are getting, which causes decongestant, may cause decongestant. So there's just a, a series of side effects that occur when you're having trouble breathing, when you have too much mucus clogging up your breathing pathway. And that's why deep breathing every day is so important to strengthen those airways, that pathway, and keep the body functioning perfectly. But listen to this, why decongestants are dangerous. There are two pills that have decongestants. That would be Sudafed, pseudoephedrine, or phenylephrine, they're both decongestants. And if you look at Claritin D, Allegra D, Zyrtec D, uh, Tylenol sinus, uh, Advil sinus cold, all of these have decongestants in them. And they're not totally safe. So let's talk about the dangers of decongestants. Now, the decongestant pseudoephedrine that means it's false ephedrine, and ephedrine is an adrenal-type hormone, an amphetamine-type medication. stimulates the central nervous system, but it does some things to the body. Number one, since it stimulates the central nervous system, it makes people where they have insomnia, they can't sleep well, so if you take Sudafed at bedtime, you may be looking at the ceiling uh, all night. It may change personality. People may get Uh, irritated, agitated, emotionally labile, uh, just because of a decongestant. Now, the decongestant in the nose takes the blood vessels in the nose and shrinks them down. If it does the same thing to blood vessels in the rest of the body, that's what would happen with high blood pressure. So if somebody has high blood pressure, taking a decongestant could theoretically raise that blood pressure a little bit more. So chronic usage of a decongestant can bother the blood pressure. It can bother our sleeping habits, our emotional stability. It quiets down the stomach. It tells people that they're not hungry. So some people could be losing their appetite. It causes the prostate sometimes to clamp down. And so the male urethra goes through the prostate gland. If it squeezes down, then you can't pass urine through there. And so we can get symptoms of prostate obstruction going on. So these medicines, these decongestants can be dangerous. If you've got an irritable heart, it can cause arrhythmias. Bottom line, there's no free lunch on any medications. If you take medications, tell your doctor what you're taking, and especially if you find you're getting symptoms with that. All right. So he really lays it out in a couple of minutes why they're dangerous. They're side effects. And I, the relationship I had with this man here behind me, all the way up into his 90s, my dad would always call me if his doctor prescribed something. And say, well, what's the side effects in this? So I would look up the side effects. I got used to doing this for several years. And I was, like, shocked <laughs> that these doctors 
were prescribing drugs that had all these side effects. Now, how many of you have ever gone to a doctor and they gave you all the side effects from the prescription that they just wrote out for you? I never, ever had that experience. So I wanted to share um, a little bit more information because <clears throat> these days we cannot afford to do that. Too many pollution issues. Uh, too many stress issues that are telling us we have to be smarter than big pharma, than the government, than the drug companies, all of that. We have to be smarter. So here's another uh, audio for you uh, from some experts about why are these things still on the show? Why decongestants are still for sale? This really lays out a lot of information, why they're still deceiving, lying, and putting these things on the shelf when they're dangerous. Okay, so let's listen to this information to just in, in, uh, encourage all of us to be wiser, smarter, and really on top of what the uh, retail, government, and uh, corporations are trying to uh, pull over our heads. Sinus suffering. On the left is a decongestant commercial from 2000. On the right, one from 2006. But don't focus on the pressure pads or exploding heads. Look at the boxes. Sudafed and Sudafed P-E-P-E. Sudafed usually uses pseudoephedrine. Sudafed PE stands for phenylephrine. Today, phenylephrine vastly outsells pseudoephedrine. Yet I am still congested. I was popping one of these daily in the morning, every morning, and it just didn't work. But it's not me, and it's not you. That's because this drug is really not effective. 10 milligrams of phenylephrine works no better than a placebo. Now there are serious questions about whether it works at all. Taken from an FDA Zoom meeting, these are the votes of FDA panel members on whether phenylephrine is effective. Yeah, I voted no. I voted no. I voted no. I voted no. The data are pretty clear. How did this happen? It is a story that goes back decades and touches on methamphetamine, COVID, and most importantly, why you were able to buy a decongestant that didn't work. Imagine a grocery store. The FDA regulates food over here and the prescription drugs over here. These are both massive jobs and a separate FDA job is here, the over-the-counter drugs, OTC, available for anyone to just buy and walk out. And that is what I have been buying. In 1962, the federal government charged the FDA with a new responsibility. Instead of just regulating the sale of drugs, they had to start reviewing the safety and effectiveness of them. They started here, in the prescription section, because they were more worried about it. Ten years later, they got to the OTC drugs. This proposal outlined the plan. But the shelf was big. 100,000 to 500,000 products big. And it was too much to thoroughly work through. Well, I think people perceive that because something's sold over the counter, it has been reviewed more rigorously. But that is just not true. A lot of the products and the research dates back decades. That's Joshua Sharfstein. He is a professor, but also a former principal deputy commissioner at the FDA. 
He helped take over-the-counter cough and cold medicines off the market for kids back in the early 2000s. But in the 70s and 80s, the FDA said that drug ingredients already on the shelf could stay if they were generally recognized as safe and effective by medical professionals. By 1976, they'd convened a looser review and a panel recommended phenylephrine as an oral nasal decongestant. They also recommended phenylpropanolamine and pseudoephedrine. We'll make phenylephrine red because we know it leaves you congested. Like me, pseudoephedrine blue because it does work and phenylpropanolamine gray. I'll tell you why later. This list of nasal decongestants, still mostly grandfathered in, was further codified by the 1990s, so you had options on the shelf, sold under many names, and pseudoephedrine became the OTC nose unclogger of choice through the 80s and 90s. And that was kind of the status quo with commercials like these. You feel well enough to get married, honey? I do. Fast-acting Sudafed and long-lasting Sudafed 12-hour. Take non-drowsy Sudafed at your, your first sign. <laughs> Fight back with Sudafed. But then, this happened. Pseudoephedrine, a common ingredient in cold medicines like Sudafed, mm. is an essential part of making methamphetamine. In response to that, Congress in 2005 enacts the Combat Methamphetamine Act. If you need it clearer, imagine Walt and Jesse from Breaking Bad crushing up pseudoephedrine to make meth. This law, tacked onto the Patriot Act, largely meant pseudoephedrine decongestants were put behind the counter. In many states, you could buy it without a prescription, but you had to be ID'd by a pharmacist and were limited in how much you could get. I mean, pseudo's getting harder and harder to come by. Phenylpropanolamine was generally considered unsafe by 2000 because it caused some hemorrhagic strokes. Phenylephrine was alone on the shelf. Meth-finding officials asked companies like Pfizer what took so long, but the FDA's long process meant they couldn't just spin up a new product. Commercials started to look like this. A new Sudafed PE triple action. Also find Sudafed behind the counter. But even as manufacturers tried to straddle the line, phenylephrine sales, this line, started to beat out this line, pseudoephedrine decongestants, basically because it was alone on the shelf. Now, you probably saw this recent story about the FDA panel recommending against phenylephrine and assumed that they just figured out that it didn't work. That is not the case. They have known for decades that phenylephrine might not really work, and it's just the process that's gotten in the way. Sudafed's replacement, No Winner, was a 2006 headline. As the key researchers behind that report recalled on the panel this year, After Pseudoephedrine was removed in front of the counter to behind the counter. I received a rash of calls from around the state of Florida asking why oral phenylephrine didn't work. The take-home messages are oral phenylephrine is ineffective as a nasal decongestant, but safe. They found that most of the studies ruling it effective came from one lab, Elizabeth Biochemical. The researcher's letter to the FDA from 2006 attracted congressional support from Representative Henry Waxman. It led to further, similarly conclusive studies that phenylephrine was ineffective. So why has it stayed on the shelf for almost two more decades? We'll hear from Dr. Janet Woodcock, director of the FDA's Center for Drug Evaluation and Research. Dr. Janet Woodcock shared this list of burdensome, multi-step rulemakings that were typical for new drugs or revisions to old ones. This process is frozen in 1972 and before. 
So it doesn't apply to anything later than that. So this is only still trying to deal with those products that were on the market at that time. So there's really nothing for innovation in this entire process. That matched with significantly smaller funding for the FDA's over-the-counter division versus the prescription drug one. It took until the 2020 CARES Act, a coronavirus relief bill, to make the drugs slightly easier to amend and to give the FDA's over-the-counter division a bit more funding. The FDA had its hands tied behind its back when thinking about over-the-counter medicines, and now it has more tools and more resources to go about its job. And in 2023, the advisory panel finally reviewed new studies filled with charts like these, where nasal congestion went down after taking pseudoephedrine and went like this for a placebo and phenylephrine. Now we wait. It is true that all this time I could have gone behind the counter and had pseudoephedrine been less congested, but I didn't know there was anything wrong with phenylephrine. The advisory panel vote, that spreadsheet, is a recommendation that the FDA still has to act on and implement. And the panelists voting, they seemed a little mystified by how we got to a point where phenylephrine took over. It's amazing uh, the amount of dollars being spent on something that uh, has really no efficacy. I went through pharmacy school and medical school, and I have taken courses on over-the-counter medications, and I had no idea until prepping for this how limited the data was. Oh, the drug companies have made billions of dollars off of this medication, you know, for all these years. You know, people really don't like change. And, and this is going to change, you know, how the uh, cold and cough uh, aisle looks in the, um, you know, in the pharmacy. That does not suggest in any way that they should not stay the course. I miraculously healed. Okay. Uh, my name is Phil Edwards. I'm the producer of this episode. Uh, I'm doing uh, culture coverage. You've seen the awesome-looking slate at the beginning. We're defining culture really broadly. We're going to be talking about all sorts of different things that kind of affect the way that we live. Okay. So I hope that you have been enlightened by that information uh, to realize there are probably tons of drugs on over-the-counter in the drugstore that are free for you to take that have no value or no effectiveness whatsoever and creating high blood pressure, uh, side effects, and all kinds of problems uh, in the body. So I'm going to take a break. Uh, Think about that. If you have any questions or comments, what's been your experience when you have a cold? Number one supplement for me uh, during the flu season is vitamin C. Good old vitamin C. I bet most of you, I hope most of you have at least the vitamin C in your medicine cabinet or in your kitchen cabinet because that I'm going to be giving you several of my uh, supplements that I use when I start feeling a little congestion. You really have to uh, recognize it right away when you start feeling your body going out of balance, you can't, can't breathe, it's stuffy nose, right away, vitamin C. If you use a 1,000, this is my personal experience because let me give my disclaimer here. 
This show is not intended to replace any advice you may be receiving from your medical doctor. If you have a chronic or acute health condition that you have not been able to uh, resolve, please, please see your trusted health professional. I'm here to share my over 35 years of experience not only working in a health food, but having a father all my life who encouraged taking charge of my health and doing more natural things. My father introduced me to peppermint tea when I was a teenager, and I had I had, had some Kentucky Fried Chicken, and I threw up all that day after I had that chicken. And my dad brought over some peppermint tea. I felt like a million dollars, and the next day I went to work. I had a part-time job. So my dad was the biggest influence for me to uh, encourage natural healing. And then later in his life, I was helping him with all kinds of herbs after his heart attack. And he lived to be 95 years old, and we worked together as partners. So I'm here offering you a partnership to help you choose wisely how to bring your body back into balance. And that's really what happens. It's not that we need a drug. We are not deficient in a drug when we start getting congested, when we start feeling feverish. Our body is talking to us that we need to love my body more. And vitamin C is like my number one choice. So let me go to a commercial because we got blog talk working today. Yay! I'm going to play a couple of commercials. And when we come back, I'm going to share... My next big uh, information that came to me about the government uh, is putting out 230,000 immunizations, babies for infants, like babies need more drugs, right? So we're going to talk about that and what RSV is. That's why it's a respiratory problem that shows up not only in children but adults. So You're going to really love this information, I hope, because it's going to help you as well as uh, prepare you for mothers who might be struggling with this. And they might think, well, I need to go to the immunization that's out there uh, for, um, for my baby. But we're here to help you do it yourself as much as possible. So we'll be right back after. Do you worry? About finances, family, health, jobs, relationships? Are you in pain? Do you feel stuck? If you answered yes to any of these questions, help is available. Don't worry, you're not alone. It's part of the human process. You only feel this way because you haven't mastered the voices in your head. No hype, just down to earth solid, workable tools and techniques that you can practice daily. It's really food for the soul. Whether you want to learn how not to worry about anything, reverse type 2 diabetes, publish a book, promote your product or service, or just make extra money. To take advantage of the deal of the day, go to zeldaspeaks.com or call 312-409-6619. Mention promo code The Female Solution and get free shipping. That's zeldaspeaks.com or 312-409-6619. Stop worrying today. Visit zeldaspeaks.com. 
Hi, this is John Alexander. And I'm Naima Latif. Meet people like you who are making a positive difference in the world. Big difference. Watch us every day on The Media Connection at www.youtube.com slash TV. YouTube it. We'll see you soon. There are people who choose to make a positive difference in the world. Our job is to bring you their stories to motivate you to do the same. Join us each week, host John Alexander and Naima Latif, as we bring you the educators, entertainers, elected officials, religious leaders, and community activists whose works are transforming this world. Find out how you can make a difference, too. Be inspired. Watch the Media Connection. Mondays at 5 p.m. and Tuesdays at 12 noon on cable TV channel 19 in Chicago. and other cities, check your local cable listings. I'm Viata, your holistic life coach. These days, it's more important than ever to work on your physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Are you consciously breathing deeply in stressful moments? Do you have a plan or daily routine to maintain balance in your awesome body? Are you struggling to be disciplined in your eating habits? When you partner with me, I'll help you develop a personalized health plan that works for your particular lifestyle. You can find out more about me at yourholisticlifecoach.com where you can also review my three-step protocol to guide you to abundant health. That's yourholisticlifecoach.com and I'm Viato. collectively raise our consciousness, fly, 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 first love ourselves. So I got this email this week from uh, Epic Health, and it said the title reads, White House confirms 230,000 additional RSV immunization doses for infants next month. Now, I'm just a little bit suspicious about anything coming out from the White House and farm, Big Pharma for infants because it seems like there's a war against the babies. I don't know what makes me think that way. Hmm. The war against the babies, they're like, this is a good way to start reducing the population. Hmm. So I just get real suspicious. So here's how the article reads, low infant death rates from RSV and concerns about the safety of treatment have cast doubts about the immunization drop. Now, after what we just learned about uh, this drug that was in uh, uh, over-the-counter medicines for a whole decade and nobody did anything from the federal government, drug farm, big farm, they just let it ride and let people put this in their bodies with no consideration that it might harm them in any way. 
So they've announced they got these 230,000 more doses of respiratory sentinel virus immunizations for babies, infants, in January. So that's why we've got to stay on top of these things. Watch out, watch out, be the watch, the watchman on the wall. It says on Wednesday, officials met again with manufacturers of RSV immunizations, including Sanofi and AstraZeneca and their partners. Good partnership going with the big pharma, the corporations, right? They discussed the need for manufacturers to work quickly to meet the demand for dose availability through the commercial market this viral season. Did you know we were in a season of viruses? Hmm, that's really interesting. At the urging of the administration, manufacturers, that's big pharma, corporations confirmed that they will make available 230 additional doses for Befertus, also called Nursevima, is an RSV vaccine manufactured by Sanofi and AstraZeneca, big pharma. It was approved in July of this year. So already, somehow, they predict in this RSV is going to be a problem that needs the, okay, remember, problem, reaction, solution. That's how the uh, elites work to bring about uh, a deadly solution sometimes. Uh, so problem is this. Uh, back in July, they see a problem. The vaccine is needed, right, for the problem that we don't even know about or we weren't aware of, but they're going to make us aware of it because they're going to advertise about it and put fear on everybody. Ah, RSV is here, the RSV. And starting with these babies that they seem to be trying to get rid of, hmm, comes on top of the 77,000 additional doses of Befertus, whatever that Befertus, Befertus, that were released last month following the administration's continued efforts urging manufacturers to expedite availability. Now, where does that sound familiar? We need to expedite, speed up, speed up the availability of drugs or um, treatment for the population. Let's see. Let's go back three years, 2020, when, ah, another viral season for everybody in the world, the COVID virus. Ah. So the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, I don't know about that, has recommended RSVMA right from birth. Want to get them right out of the womb. Catch those babies, drug, drug, needle them up. Nirsevinimab is not exactly a vaccine. Oh, that should make everybody feel a little better, according to the CDC. Vaccines stimulate the individual's immune system to trigger an immune response. In contrast, Nirsevinimab, whatever this is, is a monoclonal antibody that provides direct protection against RSV to the individual. Let me skip a little on this one. According to the UCDC, around 58,000 to 80,000 children younger than five old are hospitalized due to RSV infection annually. Only 100 to 300 deaths are registered in this demographic each year. With so few cases of hospitalizations and deaths, questions have been raised about immunizing young children. According to the statistics, they're saying it's not that bad. 
And really, a vaccine? Do we want? Do we need a vaccine? Well, in August, Substack quote Dr. Meryl Now, a physician and researcher, cited CDC data to state that 25 babies up to the age of one year died from RSV in the United States annually, on average over a 12-year period. Pfizer failed to disclose risk to babies in RSV vaccine trial. That's a whole nother article. Mm. So what that's saying, the RSV vaccine for babies. So now this other drug company is coming up with a monoclonal, monoclonal uh, vac, uh, drug for babies. Because our Pfizer didn't do it right. They had a little secret. And there's a little video here that goes into that. So here's the risk of this monoclonal antibodies for RSV. The fact that nirsevimab is a monoclonal antibody has also raised concerns. Quote, has any monoclonal antibody product been given on a mass scale to children ever? Answer is no. Uh, monoclonal antibodies are copies of an antibody that seek out foreign material to destroy them. Foreign material. Let me think. Microbiome is foreign material? Really? You know when babies, let me decide, when babies come out of the womb, they are really perfect little creatures. And they, when they come out, that's when the imperfections start affecting them. Mom's emotions, dad's emotions, mom's ignorance, dad's ignorance. But those babies have a really good chance of survival if we don't interfere. If we just put them on the nipple, let them suck some milk, give mom gives them some, some of her microbiome, uh, a micro uh, fungus, and all that good stuff from mom. But you know government knows best. So some of the common complications can include, here we go, side effects that people like to, or not people, corporations like to eliminate from the explanation or the the uh, revelation of what's going to happen if you take this drug. So some of the common complications are shortness of breath, fever, rashes, changes in blood pressure. Sounds familiar. Uh, sweating, high heart rate, that's what was happening with the um, cold medicine uh, that was out. Uh, more serious consequences can be acute anaphylaxis or life-threatening massive allergic reactions and cytokine release syndrome that can result in organ damage. Now, this is just from this monoclonal antibody uh, that they're producing. According to CNBC, 12 infants who had received this drug in clinical trials died. Oh, okay. Well, at least they're telling us. And 12, they probably think is not a huge number. But it just goes to show you that not every human being responds to these drugs in the same way. They had most deaths, they said, were due uh, oh, uh, the food, U.S. Food and Drug, U.S. FDA says that the deaths were not related to the antibody treatment. Okay, whatever you say. Most deaths are due to an underlying disease. None of the deaths appear to be related to nirsevimab, the drug. 
this article goes on and on and on with more misinformation and more questions like, what else? So the final uh, end of this says preeclampsia, low birth rate, meaning less than five and a half pounds. Jaundice in newborns occurred more frequently in infants born to mothers who received the RSV vaccine compared to infants born to mothers who received a placebo. Pause. So what they're saying here is that if mom received a vaccine, guess what? More problems happen in the baby. And this is a reality, uh, unfortunately, with the last three years of corona madness. Uh, there was a lot of promotion of the jab for mothers, pregnant women. Who would who does this? Yeah. And yet they gave them to some pregnant women. They had miscarriages. Mom got sick. And who knows what else happened. But we've learned a lot over the last three years. So I want to go into, um, let's see, I want to go into a little bit more information, but I want to recognize any callers. Let's see, we got a hand up, uh, uh, 312-849, your mic is open. You have a comment or a question? Hi, Naima. Just uh, briefly, uh, I know a lot of people that are in fear because of us being told, you know, you go to all the stores and the drugs say, you know, free shots for this and that, and a lot of people are in fear. Um, the doctors are never going to tell you, as you know, that what you eat will affect your immune system. And as you know, uh, anything that creates mucus will enhance your chances of catching whatever is floating in the air or been put in the air with chemtrails or whatever. So for people who are tired of being, if you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, do a simple thing like remove all of the mucus-causing things in your diet. Just try that one thing before you inject yourself with something that's going to uh, create an imbalance. Uh, I, I recently was on a seven-day uh, alkaline water fast. That was kind of radical. And then I started a raw vegan diet. And um, and just the effects are so amazing. I mean, I just literally, literally feel like I'm walking around with a coat of steel against any any and all germs, and plus you got to keep, you know, uh, your your thoughts on a high level. Uh, another thing that lowers your immune system is condemnation of yourself and others. That lowers your frequency, which is like lowering your shield. Like if you ever watch Star Trek, they say, you know, shield, <laughs> shields up. Well, you know, if, if you if you if you're looking at other people negatively or criticizing yourself, that lowers your shield, makes you susceptible to viruses and things like that. But if you want to just detox and just get rid of the mucus causing things, you know, the dairy products. Adults cannot properly digest dairy, milk, cheese, all of those things. Uh, cut back on on breads and starches. If you do that one thing, you see a tremendous change and 
your doctors aren't going to tell you about nutrition, and I just found out they're not allowed to discuss nutrition, which is insane because that's where everything starts. But for people who are, and I have friends who are just terrified. It's almost like they're afraid to to, to breathe. You know, they, they're still wearing masks. They go to any kind of event. Um, they're, they're living in terror, and we should not be living in fear because fear also lowers your vibration, which compromises your immune system. So if you're living in fear of germs, this is like you walk down the street and you're afraid of dogs. The dogs sense your fear, and you'll be the one they bark at, and they don't bark at anybody else. <laughs> so we draw to us that which we fear. So just a, just a thought, you know, for people who are, are, are living in fear, if you can just choose not to inject yourself with anything and just see what happens if you remove the mucus-causing foods from your diet and change your thoughts about yourself and others, think positive thoughts, you'll be surprised how great your resistance is to colds and flu. That's all I'm saying, of course. And as you've already said, the disclaimer, you know, I'm not speaking as a medical doctor. I'm just giving you my testimony. I feel invincible. I haven't had so much of this sniffle in the last several years, and I get no shots of any kind. So that's all I'm saying. So thank you so much for this show. We appreciate you. And I appreciate you. And that's what I'd like to hear. Uh, Naima has just given us personal testimony, which is um, true for most people. When you go on a fast and let all that processed food get out of your system, out of your colon, you probably have stuff on the walls of your colon. It's been there for years, and it won't come off until you stop eating. Because the, every day that you're eating and that food is passing through your gut, you're, that stuff on the wall is just staying there. It's just sticking there. But when you do what Naima just shared, do a seven-day fast, that's not radical at all because there are people who've done 40-day fast uh, longer than that. But, but that's the start, I believe, uh, thank you, Naima, of loosening uh, uh dead food on the walls of your colon that are giving you all kinds of symptoms in your body because your colon is not breathing. This this organ needs to breathe. And if you have old food stuck on the walls of the colon, everything is sliding through. You're not even absorbing the food you're eating if you haven't loosened all, gotten rid of, dumped, detoxed, some of the old food that got stuck on the walls of your colon because you either constipated or uh, you had emotional issues of, of fear, fear, like Naima mentioned, fear is the biggest problem uh, that interferes with your health, I believe. If you stay in fear about anything, your health is not going to be good or strong or, or well. You're not going to have well-being if you're in fear all the time. So thank you, Naima, and, and, and those of you who might want to share your own testimony about what you're, either what you're, what are you struggling with these days? Maybe we can help you, because she's right about eating foods that are actually causing more congestion, and then you go to the drugstore, I need a decon. Well, just stop comforting your body with dead foods, and I mean dead foods like Process, all the processed foods out there are really dead foods. 
uh, if it's in a box, even if it's rice or anything that comes in a package, it's dead food. Too much meat in your diet. That's dead animals. And people who have had a heavy meat diet, meat and potatoes and processed food and sugar, 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 sugar is another uh, um, chemical that shuts down your immune system for six hours. When you eat any sugary foods, you need to be aware that that sugar is going to shut down your immune system. And so if you go around a lot of people, you're, okay, think about all the at Christmas parties, everybody's eating cakes and pies and blah, 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 and people are sneezing and coughing all over the place. You're going to get some of that virus or bacteria in you. And if you if your immune system is shut down, your body's going to cause symptoms to show up because your immune system is shut down. So one thing you can do during the holiday season is, again, vitamin C. Vitamin C after every meal, especially after sugar meals. And echinacea and golden seal are some of my favorite herbs when around this time of year. I've been sniffling a lot, mucus, uh, not not heavy, but runny nose a lot because the temperature in Florida has gone from low or mid-40s to the 70s for like the last week. We've been cold, hot, cold. So my body is like releasing, letting go. As my body got colder, I felt like my nose started draining. And so temperature changes will do that. But um, mainly if you're eating for comfort and not for nourishment, your body is not going to produce the strength, the resilience, and the the, uh, immune, powerful immune system that you need, especially right now with uh, governments offering all these drugs for your comfort, basically. When what you need to do when you feel like you're getting congested is, number one, stop eating comfort foods, uh, sugar and meat and and bread, 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 and then start drinking more teas, more raw juices, uh, more vegetables, more fruit, and getting lots of sun, and exercising. Do your joint rolling first thing in the morning before you get out of bed. I've got a caller here. I'm going to take this caller, and then I'm going to go to a break because I need to take another break. Uh, I don't want to uh, hold any of you. Admiral Nelson uh, Bay. Admiral Nelson Bay, how are you morning? Good to hear I'm you. I'm doing boy. well. <clears throat> I just wanted to remind Naima, when we were at Pandemic Farms a couple of years ago, uh, there are these two Rottweilers who uh, breached their um, yard, and they came uh, charging at me at the same time. And I just stood up and showed no fear whatsoever. <laughs> and those two uh, wonderful creatures uh, went back to their yard out of fear of me. Um, I love those dogs. And that's why I have no fear of them. And that's why when they uh, breached the yard and came uh, charging at me and I stood up and stood my ground and looked at them, (laughs) they actually kind of uh, uh, stopped in their tracks and kind of uh, with their tails wagging between their legs um, went back to uh, to the yard across the alley. And uh, 
those are full-grown Rottweilers, and I have absolutely no fear of them at all. And it's it's, it's noteworthy that because um, there's something called pheromones in the Nation of Islam. A couple of years ago, they began telling us about this thing called pheromones and how people and other sentient beings can sometimes sense our fear, and we have to be aware of that. And that was just a thought to remind Naima about how it is I have zero fear of sentient beings such as um, those two full-grown Rottweilers that charged me. <laughs> that is, that's just a wonderful story of harmonizing and being one with nature, which is going to improve your health. Nelson, you must be in the best of health because I hear the laughter that you're bringing forth no fear of animals, bugs, creatures. Nah, the animals are going to respond to you like they did with Nelson when you don't show fear. When you actually show love toward animals and people, uh, they are not going to harm you. Love, love, we got to have the love flowing right now. Thank you, uh, Nelson. That was a beautiful, beautiful testimony of how we can harmonize and be more loving toward nature, not in fear of nature. And that's what heals us. Go hug a tree. As um, uh, our, our, our uh, Monday morning host, Zelda's here, she hugs trees all She loves trees. She's uh, um, in one with trees, <laughs> right? She says, Grand Rising, beloved, holidays are the best time of year to discover your bad habits. You know, and they're the best time of year to be tested. Everywhere you look, sugar, 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 cookies, cakes, everything, sugar, sugar, sugar. Now, I have to test, or admit something. I went to a birthday party for my youngest son, and I feel like my, when I have a birthday party for these two young men that I birthed, I'm celebrating me bringing those babies out, and I try and explain to them, listen, on your birthday, you should be celebrating me. And I told my son at the, at the lunch table, I said, listen, it was three of us plus the most high that brought you out. Your father was my coach. I was pushing. And you, I, as a doula, I remind all my clients that you that baby is participating in that birth. And when I was had giving birth, I never thought of that the baby was actually trying to get out of there too. I thought it's all me. It's labor. They make you realize, okay, labor, you're in labor. It's all you. Just do push. You got to breathe. And it's the baby wants to get out too. So you got to talk to that baby. Talk to that baby. Come on, honey. We're going to get you out. Let's work. Let's work. If you have a, a father who's participating and the mother is conscious, and you talk to that baby for nine months, like, okay, this is what our plan here. We're going to get you out with no pain. It's going to work. But the consciousness is missing when it comes to giving birth. So all that to say that on his birthday, I had some apple pie with ice cream. It was so good. Oh, my, there was homemade crust, that crispy crust, that, that uh, flaky crust ice cream so my granddaughter and I had a spoon digging in his free dessert eating apple pie and ice cream oh it was heavenly I went back to my youth and all the times I had apple pie and ice cream and then afterward I I said I'm not even going to feel guilty because I don't eat this kind of stuff every day not even every month and I said once a year I'm going to go right back to that same restaurant (laughs) and on my birthday maybe 
and have that delicious. And they had, they gave me, or I, I had a spaghetti vegetarian meal with beets or, or meatballs made out of beets. That was just heavenly again. So all that food was so delicious, comforting. And when it was over, I went home, had took some vitamin C, took my enzymes, just make sure all that stuff got through. And I felt great the next day. I had an attitude like, I'm not going to do this every day. I'm not comforting myself with apple pie and ice cream every day. But this year season, let's all be just tempted and realize we're being tempted. And uh, Zelda also says that's a wonderful story Admiral Nelson Bay shared. Thanks for zero fear strategy. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And uh, Zelda says she had no idea sugar shut, shut down the immune system for six hours. Wow. Yeah, look it up. Don't take my word for it. There are lots of, there are probably hundreds of YouTube videos on the sugar, uh, what it does, how people got off of it. It's a drug, folks. Let's just admit it. It's a drug. Uh, it's plant, that plant, that poor sugar cane, beet cane, whatever, gets totally raped and processed. And that little white powder. In fact, there's a really uh, interesting documentary about Cuba's sugar industry, how they got very wealthy uh, because they were planting and harvesting sugar for America. They provided a lot of sugar drugs for us from Cuba. But it also employed a lot of people in Cuba, and they, the country was doing well. But then competition set in. It wasn't enough for us to get our sugar from Cuba. We needed it from all over the world. So that's when the Cuban uh, uh, economy started to go under because they were dependent on the sugar. So, yeah, it's a drug, and that sugar has played a major role in destroying communities, bodies, and so forth. But just beware. Season for sugar temptation. And it's a drug. Just just imagine the sugar, the cookies, the cakes, and all this, a line of cocaine. Everybody snort up, all right? Get your cookies and cakes and your straw and snort. <laughs> That's what it's like. It's like cocaine. So anyway, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to share with you a very important video on why people are experiencing long-term impacts from these respiratory viruses that are now showing up even more because of the last three years and how colds and flus, we're, we're all we're being confused right now intentionally, I think, uh, about what we're feeling and experiencing, which a lot of it is coming from the last three years of jab, 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 but a lot of it is also coming from weak immune systems that have been weakened by so many stresses of life. So um, I'm going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back after these messages. Let's pull up the right message here. Uh, let's see. Do you or your organization need space for an event? Call the Quarry Event Center at 2423 East 75th Street in Chicago for your parties, banquets, award ceremonies, repasses, concerts, and business seminars available seven days a week, now under new management. Call us at the Quarry at 
773-663-2557. That's 773-663-2557. Have you ever dreamed of going to exotic places, meeting fascinating people, enjoying uplifting music, and spending nights in a luxurious hotel. Do you look forward to a relaxing vacation where you can walk along the beach or sit in a quiet park and enjoy the sunset or sunrise? Whether you're flying around the world or driving across the country, we will share travel tips that will help you stay safe while you enjoy the journey. Join me every third Saturday of the month, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time, and move around with Deborah here on the Female Solutions Show. Call in and comment, 515-605-9325, and press 1 to speak. Do you want to live in a world without war? Join our global peace movement. Heavenly Culture World Peace Restoration of Light transcends culture, religion, ideology, and other boundaries to achieve peaceful harmony in the global society. HWPL is committed to bringing world peace and cessation of war through peaceful dialogue between religious groups. I am Director Shin Suk Kim, of the HWPL Chicago branch of North America. Join us for our next gathering. Call 773-580-1501 and be a part of the movement for world peace. Email us at chicagohwpl at gmail.com. We don't have an uh, advertisement for our new Tuesday host, Zoe Ma. Zoe um, is what she calls a Chinese Muslim. This woman, she's our new Tuesday host. I want to encourage you to join us, especially uh, for Zoe, our new host. She's just an amazing person. She's traveled. She lived in China for several years. She lived in the United States. And she brings us a very important perspective on being an entrepreneur. And I'm getting a lot of of information from Zoe about helping my grandchildren learn how to be entrepreneurs. I am so against college education, unless you want to be, even if you want to be a doctor, I'm encouraging you, go to chiropractic school. Do something other than uh, medical school right now, because I'm going to play a, a video for you at the end of the show about how evil that system is. And until they change it, which is highly unlikely, uh, from the Rockefeller uh, instituted uh, drug, drug, drug uh, perspective. And so Zoe Ma, little plug for Zoe on uh, Tuesday, our new host. Join in. She's going to teach you about how to sell products, how to uh, get the products to sell so that you can come become your own boss. Okay? So. Thank you all for being here. And I want to share with you this audio about how people are experiencing long-term impacts from not just this RSV, respiratory virus, but from the last three years. And how do we uh, 
long impacts of cold and flu, and I'm, I'm going to give you as many tips and, and uh, ex- uh, share my experience with overcoming colds and flu. It's not a big deal, folks. It's just a matter of letting go of our appetites for things, attitudes, fear that are weakening this amazing system. Go to this uh, teaching about long-term impact. There's been a lot of talk about long COVID, but new research now shows there could be potential long-term impacts of routine viral illnesses like the common cold or flu. Nearly half of people with the flu experience at least one symptom also associated with long COVID. According to the CDC, about 14% of U.S. adults reported having symptoms of having long COVID at least three months after having the virus. For more on all this, we welcome Dr. Susanna Hills here in Studio 57. She's a pediatric airway surgeon and professor at Columbia Medical Center. Thanks so much for being here. You're welcome. There's so much to get through, and it sort of feels like one of those times when everyone you know is getting sick. So this is really critical and important information because three years post-pandemic, here we are. We have learned a lot about viral illnesses and the impact that they can have. So let's start with talking about the long-term impacts. It's really, really interesting what we're learning now. We're sort of starting to think about viruses in a different way. We used to think of them as, you know, something where you get sick for five days for a week and then you're done. And what COVID has taught us, and now this new research about the flu, is that we may be seeing effects for months or even longer after a virus. And we really have to try to understand this better. Why is this happening? Why are some people getting these symptoms for a much longer term? And so what are some of the symptoms of long flu or long cold? They can be really variable, but we're hearing things like fatigue, headaches, brain fog, everybody's talking about brain fog, or just feeling general a sense of being unwell, um, getting tired more easily than you used to. And so there is this, this data that we're looking at, a 2021 medical study finding about 40% of people with the flu experience at least one symptom associated with long COVID, some of the ones that you spoke about. Um, What do doctors know about this connection between long-term viral illnesses and how these symptoms can be treated? What we're learning from the research we've done about COVID over the last few years and now this new research about the flu Mm -hmm. is that people are, are somehow predisposed at times to having longer effects of the virus for whatever reason, and we don't fully understand the mechanism or how this works, there's a group of people. It tells us we have more research to do. It tells us two things. We have more research to do to better understand this so we can find out why and treat it better. But it also is telling us that because some people are going to get long-term symptoms, maybe thinking about getting to the doctor, getting treated, and maybe seeing what virus you have may make a difference. Because if you have the flu, there's antivirals like Tamiflu available. Um, If you have COVID, there are antivirals for COVID available. So maybe getting on top of it and treating it might be a wise thing to do. Um, Certainly keeping in mind if you've been sick and you have long-term symptoms, talking to your doctor about it um, and and trying to sort that out makes sense. But yeah, we have a lot to learn. This is an important point because I think there is some testing fatigue. Right now, because people just almost don't want to know. (laughs) So, but that that can be an important reminder because when you do know what you have, that helps to treat it. 
It does, and, and if, if it's not, if, if you're, if you're in a situation where you've had long symptoms from a virus before, then that might make you more inclined to get tested. For example, if you're higher risk because you have an autoimmune right. um, disease or other health factors that are going to put you at risk for for issues with your organ systems or issues with other long-term problems, then getting tested may make sense. What we do know is the long-term effects of COVID may be more severe. Certainly, we're seeing that they're likely to affect a broader array of organ systems like the heart, like the kidneys, like the liver, flu really tends to affect the lungs. So the long-term effects from flu tend to be fatigue and, and pulmonary symptoms like prolonged cough, things like that. Okay, got it. Lots mm -hmm. of great info there. Thanks so much <laughs> yeah. for your help this morning, Dr. Susanna Hills. We appreciate it. Thank you. Happy to be here. So that's your typical uh, doctor response and information that we get about um, uh, the people in our society who are getting sicker, and uh, this is the, the time of the year when they're going to push the solution, the solution, problem, reaction, solution. So we just want to encourage you today to just be fully aware and knowledgeable. Uh, I've got somebody on the roof over there. Oh, okay, roof time, roof inspection. Just to be more aware and knowledgeable about what is going on. So this next audio is about what is RSV and who is at risk for a respiratory virus. Uh, <clears throat> we want to be fully informed about what this RSV, respiratory syncytial virus, however, respiratory syncytial virus, because they're trying, again, they're trying to push it for babies. Ah, and adults, they got a vaccine for babies. We just got to be fully aware, let me find, uh, of what is going on here. And so I'm bringing you as much information as I collected here. Uh, let's see, truth about RSV. Uh, let's see, tell truth about RSV from a doctor. Hello, everybody. It's Dr. Yu here, a family doctor in Canada. These days, I've been getting a lot of questions from patients about whether or not they should get the new RSV vaccine for adults age 60 and over. If you have the same question, stick around to the end of the video for my answer. First, let's briefly explain what RSV is and why we have a vaccine against it. RSV stands for Respiratory Syncytial Virus an RNA-based virus named because it usually infects the human respiratory system, and when lung cells become infected with RSV, the cells usually fuse together into giant aggregate structures called syncytia, which, if you think about it, can make breathing quite difficult. That's why RSV causes 160,000 deaths each year around the world, and 64 million people are infected globally each year during each RSV season. So it's quite contagious, even more so than the flu. Unfortunately, infection with RSV unlike infection from some other viruses, doesn't confer long-term immunity against RSV. So anyone can become reinfected by RSV over and over throughout the years. Now, most healthy young adults can just brush it off and experience an RSV infection like a cold. But infants, children under one year old, and the elderly can be hospitalized and even die from RSV. This slide shows the major risk factors that predict hospitalization from an RSV infection. We can see that the older the individual, the higher the risk for hospitalization. Also, pre-existing health issues such as COPD, chronic obstructive lung disease, congestive heart failure, 
hematologic malignancies or bloodborne cancers like lymphoma, stroke, and chronic kidney disease all increase risk of hospitalization and death from RSV. To make things worse, there are no effective antivirals to treat RSV once someone gets it. So over the years, there have been many efforts to make a durable and effective vaccine against RSV to prevent its deadly complications. But the first RSV vaccine prototypes in the 1960s were unfortunately poorly constructed. And when injected into children, it not only didn't prevent them from infection, but made the RSV disease worse once they were infected. Two children even died from this enhanced RSV disease. Now this obviously set back the RSV vaccine efforts quite a bit. It wasn't until 2023 that scientists were able to isolate and stabilize the RSV's F protein, the fusion protein, which the virus uses to bind and enter human cells, that a safe and effective RSV vaccine was produced. Note that this is the same technology that produced other reliable vaccinations, like the hepatitis vaccines and the shingles vaccine. So it's safe, tried and true technology. This vaccine is called the Respiratory Syncytial Virus Prefusion F Protein Vaccine. Now that's a mouthful, so it was given the brand name Arexv by its manufacturer GSK. The Phase 3 randomized control trial supporting its safety and efficacy was published in the New England Journal of Medicine, one of the world's most reputable medical journals, in February of 2023. And it received U.S. FDA approval in May of 2023 and approval from Health Canada in August 2023. Over 25,000 people were enrolled in this study, all older adults aged 60 and over. They were followed for an average of 6.7 months after being given either the vaccine or placebo. And the vaccine demonstrated a 72% reduction in overall RSV infections, plus an 83% reduction in RSV pneumonia, or lower respiratory tract lung disease, and finally, a 94% reduction in severe RSV pneumonia requiring hospitalization. This is excellent effectiveness. Basically, if you're an adult over age 60, you will very likely have excellent protection against RSV pneumonia requiring hospitalization in your first year after getting the vaccine. Now, what about the potential harms? First, the side effects. Turns out the vaccine is generally very well tolerated with side effects that are transient and common to all vaccines, such as injection site pain, redness, or swelling, as well as fatigue, fevers and chills, headache, muscle pains, and joint pain. Now, there weren't enough patients in the study to be certain of what very rare, serious adverse events were truly caused by the vaccine. But like all new drugs and vaccines, post-marketing surveillance will be in place to monitor for any sign of any serious but rare complications. For now though, I personally wouldn't worry about potentially very rare serious side effects. Another issue is the timing of taking this vaccine with other vaccines that we get during the fall each year, such as the flu and COVID vaccines. The manufacturers did note that administering the flu vaccine at the same time as this RSV vaccine did produce slightly more local and systemic side effects and slightly more potential immune-mediated diseases, PIMDs. These are the serious adverse events like Guillain-Barre syndrome and other demyelinating disorders. So until we know more, if you're going to get the RSV vaccine, get it at least two weeks before or after your flu and COVID and other vaccinations. Now, the other harm, of course, is harm to Now, if the typical doctor advice about how the, what the solution is for this respiratory uh, virus infection that people get uh, all year, in fact, it's not even just uh, during the winter months, 
And now they want to give a vaccine to babies. So we go back to this idea that the government has produced more of these shots for babies. And I don't know if you're aware, I've done a lot of uh, uh, study and research on sudden infant death syndrome, SIDS. For years, the, the, the answer to how did this happen was we don't know, it just happens. But as you look into sudden infant death syndrome, I found that most of the mothers, fathers, families who uh, gave testimonies about children dying with SIDS said their child had a tab before they died. So this idea about giving infants any kind of in their body, it's insane to me, just to me. No, no, no. In fact, most of the shots that you mothers have been told their babies need that aren't even related to uh, uh, a disease of sorts, respiratory infection, they really don't probably don't need them. Just think about all the years, hundreds of years, our forefathers, our ancestors gave birth to babies, cared for babies, and they treated those babies uh, for diseases or death. I mean, a lot of babies died. My grandparents, uh, my great-great-grandmother, I found out, had like 14, 13 children or something, of which I think three or four died during birth or whatever. It was a natural thing, though. They weren't dying from some vaccine or jab. So we can take into consideration how healthy is mom, how healthy is dad, uh, what type of fears are they holding on to, and uh, really considering uh, what do that, what does that child need most of all to survive and thrive in this uh, polluted environment? What they need is love. They need care. They need hug. They need attachment to mom, attachment to dad. It takes a village a village to raise babies and children these days. So I want to encourage you during this season to reach out to mothers, single moms especially, and offer them a hand from a village person. So many single moms are really stressed during this period. And instead of loading up the gifts and uh, presents for your own immediate family, I encourage you to reach out to other families. Go to a homeless shelter and help out the, at that place. See what you can do if you have the means to help families that are coming to these shelters. I have one in my neighborhood I just discovered, and we're donating clothes and shoes to this. Uh, it's called Matthew's Hope, where they provide shoes and clothing and showers for the homeless. Uh, our uh, Monday morning host, Zelda, does a lot of ministry uh, in Chicago to the homeless. And that has to be, to me, the worst place to be homeless, the most brutal weather. At least in Florida, we're only getting down in the 40s right now. And today and this weekend, it's going to be in the 70s. So wherever you are, reach out, I pray, to those who are less fortunate than you and provide a solution for mothers who have babies that might be sick. And sometimes prayer works better than anything. Sometimes massage works better than anything. Sometimes uh, just kisses and hugs 
work better than anything uh, some of these drugs are providing. So that doctor gives advice from his professional viewpoint. And most of them don't even give the side effects and risks. But when you hear safe and effective, run the other direction. Run the other direction. Change, change, time for a change. No, no, we, for the last three years, that's what we've been hearing. Oh, it's safe and effective, safe and effective. But now we have tons of inf- of, not- of information and uh, consequences for choosing to do this type of thing, inject, inject, and they're either myocarditis uh, inflicted or some other or did or funerals took place. So we can indeed be wiser, a wiser and, and uh, more conscious, of all of these things happening, whether it's the popular cold drug that's now been eliminated, let's turn to vitamin C. Number one is my first choice to keep this body healthy during the cold season. Winter solstice um, is was uh, designated yesterday on December 21st. That means we're in the uh, period where the sun is speaking to us more about not being not being around all day uh, that long. We had the cold, the, the darkest time of the year yesterday on winter solstice, and now we're going into this period of dryness. My, I find I'm using lip gloss or lip tap lip stick more often, uh, putting more moist or vitamin E on my face more often. Everything is just drying. As I'm, I'm using a heater right now because it's, it's all of a sudden it got chilly in here. So it's time for us to love and take better care of ourselves more and more. So I'm going to take, uh, let's see, I got to take my last break here, and then we're going to come back with one more audio for you about the reality of not being able to trust uh, institutions, corporations like we used to because of the reality of how they were formed, in fact. Big Pharma history. I'm going to give you the Big Pharma history video that all of us should be reminded of all the time. So we'll be right back after a few messages. We all say we would like to be wealthy, but wealth isn't determined by how much money you have. Wealth is determined by your power to define what money is. The dictionary defines money as something used as a way to pay for goods and services and to pay people for their work. So how would you like to have access to an unlimited source of money? Money that is not taxed by the government. Money that increases as you share the opportunity with others. Money that you can use to pay for goods and services and pay people for their work. I'm talking about Bitcoin. It's the future of independent wealth building. Bitcoin is the new money that you control. Get started building your wealth. Call 312-849-3456. That's 312-849-3456. Join us every second Saturday of the month, 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Time, 
here on the Female Solution Global Radio TV Show for Neighborship of Joy. We'll have powerful conversations inviting women to walk in the light. So call in 515-605-9325 and press 1 to speak to the host. You can also join us live on the Female Solution Facebook page and YouTube channel. We'll see you on the second Saturday on the Neighborship of Joy. Hi, I'm Naima Latif. Join me and my co-host, Kareem Hamid, every Wednesday morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on the Female Solution Radio Show as we explore that relationship that is the foundation for our society, the relationship between men and women, husbands and wives. Join our discussion as we seek to repair broken family ties and rebuild our community. Listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com slash the-female-solution. Call in and comment 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to our host. Or you can join us live on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash the-female-solution. Yes, 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 it is time for healing. And uh, just before we uh, go to this last audio, I want to just give an update on um, my research on the war that's going on uh, in the Middle East. World War III is here, brothers and sisters. In case you're not aware, we are in World War III because you have Yemen shooting missiles, uh, you have Syria being bombed by the U.S. Uh, you've got the Houthis. I didn't even know who these people were. Houthis are there. And Hezbollah is involved in, in the Middle East. So you've got several countries over there. The only people, and even Russia is involved. So World War Three is here. And it's up to us to keep World War Three out of our bodies and our psyches. But we need to be aware. And I want to just give you my final summary of what's going on. And we're looking at the last colonial war that has been fought to maintain 75 years uh, to the supremacy of Zionists. This is my summary of what I see going on. I think this will be the last colonial occupation that even in America was experienced when the Europeans came over and displaced all of the Native Americans. And then everybody's fighting in America over land and whatever. And this is what we're seeing on live uh, YouTube, on uh, TikTok. I, ho- I believe in hope and praying that this is the last colonial war, which was fought over the last hundred years or so, especially in Palestine, to maintain or to um, the supremacy of Zionists. There's a really good book out called The Hundred-Year War on Palestine by a guy named his store, Rashid Khalidi. And it really gives a summary of what's going on over there. In fact, I think the whole world, the last, last hundred years of, say, colonial occupation, whether it's in Africa, because you've got a war going on in the Congo. And um, South Africans have come out of some of that colonial occupation 
But now we're seeing it alive and in color in the Middle East with all these countries going at each other. So we are going to just keep moving forward. And I believe the more you take care of this body, the more you practice love, joy, peace with your brothers and sisters, harmony in the neighborhood, unity in your neighborhood, the more we're going to see the whole world take on a new fourth dimension of peace and love. No more maintaining the supremacy of Zionists. That's what this is all about, in my opinion. Uh, The Zionists, even in America, we have Zionists in America pushing war, war, war. We got Zionists in in Israel pushing war, war, war. No more, no more. We're going to end that nonsense next year, hopefully. But let's keep that momentum going. And we're also uh, going to bring down this paradigm of uh, the 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 pharma big pharma lies that we have been experiencing, big pharma history that has put all of us in such deceit and confusion. This video I'm going to play more and more often because some people don't realize how the system we've all operated under pharma, the medical, the CDC. All of these people are involved in the history of what we call big pharma deception, lies, and evil. So this video uh, is going to educate all of us again on where this all started and why we need to change it in the future coming up. We have an evil and corrupt medical system. You might believe that the Western medicine that we have today always existed, but it's only about 100 years old. The one you can thank is John D. Rockefeller. He was an oil billionaire that became the richest man in the United States. In 1863, he opened his first oil refinery in Cleveland. Rockefeller believed that competition was sin and that he needed to eliminate the competition. Therefore he started to buy every oil refinery that he could find in Cleveland and within two years he owned most of them. Over a decade later his company Standard Oil owned most oil refineries in the United States. His control over the oil market created the first American monopoly. The government didn't like this, so they forced his company to split into smaller companies. Because of Rockefeller's greed, not many people liked him. He wanted to fix his reputation, but at the same time earn even more money. Then he found a brilliant solution. Rockefeller found out that there was a way to use his oil to create drugs. His oil was only worth about a nickel per gallon. But if he used his oil to create drugs, he could earn millions of dollars per gallon. In order for him to succeed with his plan, he bought the German company IG Farben. It was the same company that would later assist Hitler when he killed Jews. Rockefeller's biggest threat was natural health. One big problem with natural remedies was that it wasn't possible to patent them. Therefore he needed to eliminate it. The first step in the takeover of the medical system was to take over the medical schools. 
Rockefeller then employed a man called Abraham Flexner. His task was to make a report of the medical schools in America. Flexner was against natural health and believed that it was quackery and that hospitals needed to use allopathic scientific medicine. Flexner released his report in 1910. In his report he said that American schools should impose higher admission and graduation standards. The Congress then accepted his report and medical schools had to teach allopathic medicine. Allopathic medicine is when you use drugs to treat illnesses but don't cure them. When Rockefeller got the green light that medical schools had to teach allopathic medicine, he and the Carnegie family gave grants to medical schools. They told the medical board that they would receive money but they had to have one representative on the board of directors. And after that, medical doctors started to treat illnesses with drugs. Rockefeller also created the American Medical Association. This organization introduced a medical licensing system. Only doctors that had a license could work as a doctor and everyone else that used natural remedies got eliminated. The Rockefellers are one of the biggest names in the eugenics movement. It's the belief that the world is overpopulated and that we need to shrink it. Rockefeller and other elite banking families believed that they were better than anybody else and that they needed to create a pure race. The eugenics movement started in America before Hitler killed Jews. It was actually the Rockefellers that introduced this concept to him and helped him kill a lot of people. The Rockefellers also started the organization Planned Parenthood. Its aim was to reduce pregnancies in women. Bill Gates' father was once the leader of this organization and that's the reason why Bill Gates is so involved in eugenics. The Rockefellers and other elite banking families also created the Federal Reserve. It's a central bank in America that creates money from thin air. Bankers met in secrecy in Jekyll Island, 1910. Their plan was to take over the financial system. In 1913, they got the Congress to pass a bill where the money would be created from a central bank. And with the control over the production of money, the Rockefellers and other elite families could now buy everything they wanted. The aim of Big Pharma Medicine is not to make people healthy. Instead, its goal is to make everyone sick, because you can't earn a lot of money if people are healthy. All drug companies work together as one network. The whole system can only continue if there are sick people. If people were healthy, then the whole system would collapse. You can't become healthy if you follow the corrupt system. Psychopaths created the medical system that we have today, and they still run it. Unless we don't realize this, we will continue to stay sick and never heal. It's time for you and me to learn about health and don't trust this evil cartel. So that audio is just so full of information and knowledge to inspire us if we choose to choose 
wisely how to take care of this temple. What I see going on in the Middle East, the genocide that is taking place, is just a small representation of the Rockefeller energy of genocide, of eugenics, and uh, death and sickness and elimination of uh, a people so that they can have more control of whatever land people. So we in the United States are blessed right now that we don't have bombs dropping over our heads, but we are in a different war with the um, the uh, Zionists in this country and this government who are putting forth an agenda to uh, make corporations wealthy who are promoting war. So let us go forward, especially during this season, resisting, resisting, resisting the foods that weaken us, resisting the energy of fear that weakens us, and resisting people, toxic people in our lives that weaken us. We're going forth in power, so I'm going to play my favorite I am meditation for us to take with us throughout the month, throughout the next year, (coughs) empowering us as we were meant to be in this amazing body. I am, let's uh, let's, uh, affirm this together as we uh, complete or end the show today. I am powerful. I am is your genuine self, your authentic consciousness. That which you attach to I am with repetition, with consistency, and with deep belief is what you are and what you become. I am abundance. I am beauty. I am strength. I am happiness. I am gratitude. I am strong. I am wise. I am wonderful. I am persistent. I am positive. I am successful. I am determined. I am motivated. I am confident. I am thoughtful. I am considerate. I am compassionate. I am integrity. I am intelligence. I am truth. I am wealth. I am health. I am plenty. I am good. I am mind. I am joy. I am one. I am perfect. I am peace. I am whole. I am grateful. I am secure. I am free. I am consciousness. I am awareness. I am mind. I am insight. I am revelation. I am illumination. I am enlightenment. I am heaven. I am unlimited. I am harmony. I am prosperous. I am success. I am magnetic. I am gifted. I am vitality. I am calm. I am relaxed. I am pure. I am noble. I am awake. I am allowing. I am creative. I am blessed. I am worthy. I am blissful. I am beautiful. I am gorgeous. I am grace. I am focused. I am kindness. I am imagination. I am inspired. I am vibration. I am divinity. I am light. I am the life. I am the way. I am divine. I am source. I am you. I am me. I am who I am. I am who I'm becoming. I am who I will be. I am perfect. I am perfection. I am that. I am. I am that I am. And there are tons of audios on YouTube with that same energy, with those same powerful words. So whenever you feel depressed, 
down and out, sick, we go to I am affirmations and just repeat them over. Your body will not um, be sick when you are affirming these powerful I ams. Your body will not be sick when you are choosing to nourish and not comfort your body. All right. Thank you all so much. Go out there and smile. Please, please. When you're at the grocery store, smile and send love to those people working. And they will return in full. I was at the grocery store um, not too long ago, and this the cashier was humming a hymn that I knew. And all of a sudden, I started singing it. She started singing it. And we were singing this worship song together as, as I'm checking out of the grocery. It was just the most awesome moment. It was just full of joy, and everybody was smiling and laughing. That's the season we're in is to bring more joy, more laughter to everyone you can so that we raise the vibration in this planet. No more wars, no more conflicts, at least in your uh, atmosphere, and it'll spread through the whole earth. So everybody, thank you so much for tuning in today. Go out there and do and be the light, and we'll be back tomorrow uh, with more positive affirmations and teachings. Uh, on the female solution. So we'll see you tomorrow at noon uh, Central Time. And I'll be back Sunday night, Soul Purpose Healing, bringing us into alignment with the Creator's love, compassion, and wisdom. Have a good day. We've come to the end of our show today. But you can hear every show in the archives at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution. You can also hear today's show on the Female Solution Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash thefemalesolution. Leave your comments about today's show. You can always reach me on my website at www.naimalatif.com. That's www.naimahlatif.com. Watch our TV shows, listen to our radio shows, order our books, and be sure to get your copy of the book, The Female Solution. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to thank all of you who participated in today's discussion. And to our global family listening from all around the world, we say thank you. To our family in China, Sheshe, India, Zanyaba, Japan, Arigato, Korea, Kamsanida, Russia, Spasiba, Germany, Danke, Poland, John Kunyon, France, Merci. Spain, gracias. Italy, grazie. Egypt, shukran. Ghana, medasi. Nigeria, eshe. South Africa, ngiabonga. Senegal, jaret. Kenya, asante. Israel, toda. Pakistan, shukriya. Afghanistan. Tashakur, Saudi Arabia, Shukran. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Thank you. And may peace be upon you and the mercy of God and God's blessings.
doctor, stand strong, get your land back. Everybody have a beautiful day and stay safe during these strange holiday times. Love you. Mwah, mwah.